Folks, we did it. I did stand-up comedy yet again for the first time since April last night in Gravenhurst, Ontario, in the uh, rec room of a gas station. There was only a few people there. We can only have uh, we can only have a certain uh, number of people in the room for that show. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the exact location because you know the feds might be listening. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think they have uh, more important things to do, like uh, what shut down shut down an outdoor comedy show. Is that I don't know, but uh, it it was fun. I did. 15 minutes. I went a few minutes over time, but I, I just, I had to, I had to get my shit out. It's the first time I had been out in public speaking into a microphone. I've had to resort to doing this shit the last little while, and it's getting to me a little bit. But I'm, I'm back to doing what I do best. Just, uh, just annoying, uh, large groups of people, large groups of strangers, <laughs> In a room, uh, drinking beer. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm the highlight of their night, but it was a good time. I, uh, you know what, R- comedy in rural areas just is is better. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that cliche thing of well, you know, they're they don't. Uh, you know, they don't live in the big cities. They don't have to be as politically incor- They don't have to be as politically correct with everybody. It's a little more sort. They're, they're a little more loose, if you know what I mean. It's it's none of that. It's just the vibe that you get where it's just like I'm I'm doing I'm telling jokes where people water ski. There's just there's a freedom to it. Like you're just you're telling there's a group of people that are out. They're in a setting where they're just getting drunk and they're going onto boats and they're fishing illegally. And uh, I don't know what what else do they do up there? Do, is, is something probably propane related. Do people still huff propane? Is that a, is that a thing that people are into? E- either way, I'm I'm getting off topic. There's just a different sort of freedom. It's I feel a lot more sort of effervescent and loose when I'm in these areas. People like I I rewatched the uh, I, like I got my buddy Max Ross to film me last night and I rewatched the tape and I I'm I'm a little stiff. You can tell I was kind of, I was just getting back into the groove of it, okay? I need people to listen to all my jokes about racism and all my highly pretentious jokes about World War II. But it was good. People laughed. There's a few things that went over their head. I have the problem of, uh, and I, I guess it might be a little pretentious, but it is the sign of a comic that still needs to evolve. I've been doing this for 10 years. Um... Technically 12, I started in 09, or almost 12, but there was a time when I wasn't doing stand-up as much, so I don't, I've shaved off that time period, and I, I just say 10 years now. Uh, but I, I, I do this, I do this thing where I oftentimes overestimate the pop, col- the pop culture knowledge of the audience. So if it's an older audience, yeah, I'm not going to talk about certain things. I'm not going to do my TikTok bits and start talking about, hey, you ever see this Instagram story with a pregnant chick? I'm, I don't do that. I, I try to keep it light. I talk about shit that's going on in the news. I try to do that. But then I, I'll, I'll do like a Justin Timberlake joke, and that will just go just right over them. Uh, but anyway, it, it was just good to get back on stage and just be out in the wilderness. Uh, 
We bought fireworks after the show and just rode home on the highway, just firing Roman candles up like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas with the with the after they robbed the truck and he's got that gun. I'm kidding. I never did that. Okay, nobody. Please don't uh, don't take that seriously and don't try that at home either. I got to be responsible. There's people listening. I have a platform. Don't you just hate that when people say, oh, well, he has a platform. He shouldn't say certain things. It's like, well, what are you talking about? Everybody gets offended at something different, okay? There's no set of rules that are written saying that you can't talk about this, you can't talk about anything. If you're if you're doing a podcast like Rogan, they always do that shit with Rogan. He's like, he's so influential. It's like, okay, according to what? Where are the numbers? Can we get some fucking numbers back into our arguments Everybody's just pulling out anecdotes from their own personal lives like, you know, I don't like men. I just, I, or I don't like women. It just, it, it goes because when I was in high school, a, a lady called, a girl called me a dunderhead. And you're going, what's a dunderhead? And she's like, I don't know, but I was offended and therefore I don't like them. And you're going, okay, but like where... There's, there's no numbers. Like, can, can people pull out a fucking calculator or just, like, read an article and come up with their own, their, their own conclusion based on not just their own anecdotal shit, but st- stats, okay, science, something. I need to learn to do that as well, okay? I'm not exempt from this. But everybody's just always claiming, you know, oh, this person has a platform, therefore they shouldn't say anything. It's like, okay, I understand, yeah, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be just screaming into a microphone. Yeah, well, we got to go out there and you got to burn this down. Like, none of that. I'm not talking about that. I am referring more to just subjectively offensive things that somebody might say on a podcast. So like Rogan, he some of his recordings, some of his podcasts with people, like the ones especially that he does with other comics, some of them, some of them are three hours long, some of them three and a half. I think the Kanye one went over four hours, some shit like that. And in those four hours, you're going to say something. So if Rogan's not saying something about a vaccine, he's going to say something else that's going to annoy someone. Offense is subjective. You you can't win. I don't there's no conclusion to this. There's no <laughs> I'm just I'm rambling on. But it's it's something that bothers me. Anyways, uh, this is episode 39, and uh, I'm debating on whether or not to take a quick break for a couple weeks after the 40th episode that uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out next Friday. But uh, I don't know. I'm, ha- I'm having a good time doing this. Like, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm in a good spot. I feel like we're in, we're in, a, decent, uh, in a decent place. Well, not we, but me. I, I, you know, I'm putting out videos that are getting mildly... Mild traction, you know, like 7,000 views and some comments and shit, all on the talk. TikTok is creeping me out. TikTok is one of the, is really the only thing, like, I, I can't speak for Facebook anymore because I got off of it and I, I want nothing more to do with it. And I, I talked all about that last episode. But TikTok is the only social media platform that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Everybody... It, 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 you you can tell the fringe is is present on TikTok and they are out in the open and people are unafraid like the, there's shit that I'll see for on videos where I'm just like what the fuck like th- is this a joke like is this somebody 
you know, like you'll you'll have both ends, both extreme ends of the spectrum just out in in the open, just throwing their views in your face. So you'll have one guy in a balaclava with stop the steal tattooed in italics over his forehead. And then you'll have on the other end just a, a, a girl in in fake sheep's blood covered in that uh, with uh, hashtag white men are cancer. Like it just it never fucking ends and it creeps me out. And I'm, I'm you know, just just the way other comics talk about while well, they stifle us and they do. It's like I, I think that's the best thing. Anything that discourages you from using this platform. I almost want to get the fuck off. There, there's two people. There's two. There's too much of the extreme, not just in TikTok, but just in daily life now that I'm seeing. But TikTok, it just, it it's just extreme and bold. And uh, I'm I that it, it might be another Facebook situation with me where I, I eventually have to say uh, no and uh, hit the delete. But right now, I, I kind of just like putting my videos out. It's like a place for me to expose myself. Uh, not in that way. That was a wrong choice of words. But a place for me to put out my stuff, my jokes, uh, and just kind of have fun with that. And whoever watches them and likes them, likes them. And it is what it is. Hmm. Yeah, it's a wild time. It is a wild, wild moment in history, but we're getting out of the pandemic, which uh, I I couldn't be happier about. Everybody's talking about these new variants coming around. They have the uh, the Lambda variant, is that what it's called? And then the Delta variant. And I don't know uh, why we're naming variants after fraternities. That just, it, 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 it sounds very inappropriate to me, you know? We just, we, we had the, what, what was this one? The COVID variant, like, did we just call it the COVID variant? COVID variant? Is that, is that what it was? And now we have the Delta and Lambda variant. Yeah, it's just like, uh, everybody, everybody, meaning you, 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 you catch this variant just by going to uh, a midnight kager with a bunch of people. You catch this variant after popping Molly and, uh, flailing glow sticks around like a psychopath. That's how you get it. So, uh, you know, if you're a bookworm who just likes uh, staying in and painting warhammers, you have nothing to worry about. But if you're a fuckboy who bathes in cologne, you're likely going to die from this. Uh, uh, Congratulations, England, on the big win. That was great. It was a it, it was it was a close game, and you guys you guys came through. I'm very proud of you. You can't win them all, guys. I'm obviously uh, I'm obviously talking about the Euro Cup, and uh, no, England did lose, and Italy won. Uh, I'm recording this on the Sunday. They just won today. It's gonna be it's gonna come out on Friday. But uh, I'm expecting not to sleep tonight. I haven't. I haven't heard any like Italians with the. It, it's like a. It, they just turned it into a festival. It's like Godfather Part Two. The scene in in Little Italy when Vito Corleone he uses that as you know everybody's outside. I'm going to go into this building and I'm going to cap this guy. That's what it feels like. 
whenever Italy wins anything. They're a very festive group of people. I, I like the Italians very much. I goof on them quite a bit. But I, I have Italian ancestry. I'm like one-eighth, okay? So I can, I can get away with it slightly. If anybody wants to come for me, come for me. I don't care. I don't care, all right? Or if we're doing it in Toronto, it's, yo, I, I don't care, bro, all right? I got to speak to you the way you speak to me, bro. Yo, man, yo, if you, if you want to turn this into something, let's go, all right? Okay? Yo, meet me at San Francesco's. I'm going to have a slice and a kind of brio. That'll keep me energized while I whoop your ass, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I said, soccer is not my thing. But if, if it's yours, like, I'm not going to be bitter about it. It's it, whatever. I don't give a shit at this point. If you want to watch two guys or th- however many people around that field kick a ball around in a field that's the size of a fucking Costco parking lot. It's massive. If you just want to watch that while people are, ole, ole, if you want to do that, go ahead. It's a free country for now. Actually, we teeter. But it's not my thing. I'm more of a, the indoorsy type. I've pretended to like sports over my uh, throughout my youth, my teenage years, and then, and then my 20s. And uh, I, I'm I'm out of the closet. I'm 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 not into them. I enjoy baseball. I enjoy watching it. And some people might say baseball's a sport. Whatever baseball, you don't even need to watch the game. Everybody who watches soccer, who goes to an actual soccer game at a stadium, seems to be so invested. There's nobody talking about the things that matter. Okay, like politics. All right, like their political views. All right. There's there's nobody talking about Justin Trudeau at a soccer game. All right. Baseball, people get down to the really significant details, okay? Where do you stand on abortion? That's what everybody wants to know. When you're sitting at a baseball game, I want to know exactly how you feel about the legalization of marijuana. Edibles, good or bad? Did did Donald Trump win the election? Yes or no? That's the exact time you talk about things like that, all right? In an in an outdoor event among thousands of people where anything can be recorded. Yeah, baseball's like that. Just everybody just has conversations. Any anytime I'm actually at a game and I'm trying to watch, all you hear from behind is just two people haven't seen each other in a year. Yeah, so little Johnny, he's going to uh he's going to Waterloo in the fall. Yeah, where's your uh, where's your kid going? Oh, he's he he was at Duke, but he got kicked out for selling methamphetamine. Yeah, we don't know what to do with him. I mean, they have him locked up in a padded room because he had a nervous breakdown because he just he couldn't admit that he did something stupid, so he reverted to just uh, collapsing onto the floor and having a hissy fit. Uh, yeah, so we had to have him committed. Uh, we 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 really don't know uh, what what our next step is. We, uh, yeah, the, the lawyers are coming at him hard. Like, holy shit. I'm trying to watch a fucking inning. Oh, man. I don't really know what else to go on about. I just kind of wanted to, uh, touch base with the fan base. <sighs> 
still at still at the parents' house. <laughs> I haven't left here. I don't want to go back to my apartment because it's lonely as shit. And then I got to see all my city peeps. They're going to want me to go out to some patio somewhere and get in my nicest dress shirt. Hey, you just, you know, put on put on that blue thing that you got at H&M and just come out and, uh, you know, try to get some digits, buddy. Yeah, I'll get some digits. I'll call fucking 911 on you for being so annoying. Because I am a white man, and, and, and when in doubt, call the cops. Because that's what we do. I remember one time, I was walking home late at night, and there was this guy, he's like, yeah, man, I'm from Michigan, I forgot my passport. He walks right up to me, he's like, I forgot my, I lost my passport, I don't know where to go. And I'm pissed drunk at this point, and I'm like, dude, just, okay, I don't, just stand six feet away from me. This was a few years ago, this was before, I'm way ahead of my time. But I was, I was, I was loaded, loaded up, and I was walking back to my parents' place. There's a local bar in this neighborhood. And this guy just comes out of nowhere just with, you know, telling me his troubles. And uh, my <laughs> my solution was to call the police. And I ended up phoning 911, the emergency number for just some vagrant from Michigan. That was my whole... I was trying to do a good deed for this guy, and I wasn't thinking straight, but I phoned the emergency number, and the operator over the phone is chastising me. Well, I'm like, this may be an emergency. This guy could very well be high on opioids. He could be dangerous. I feel like I'm a hostage. So she's like, okay, just go to the gas station with this guy and just stay there. We have a, we have a cruiser coming. So anyways, uh, we walk, and I told the guy to walk uh, like two feet ahead of me because I didn't want the guy behind me. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Like, I may have been drunk, but I still had a shred of common sense, all right? Street smarts. You got to use your head. That's what time in the city does to you. That's what time in uh, time in Hogtown will do to your brain. You always got to think three steps ahead of people. But anyways, yeah, we went to the gas station across the street, and the cruiser came, and I just walked away. That was it. They they dealt with this dude. I don't know. He probably went to lock up for the night. He was probably lying. I I, I think he uh, probably just wanted some money. <laughs> he didn't even ask for me to call. I was just, I, I don't know. He was he was like a hillbilly. No, they, I I I hope he ended up okay. But I may have thrown this guy under the bus, unknowingly. All right, it wasn't really my fault. It was the alcohol talking. God, I'm uh, I'm I'm really giving you a hodgepodge of information here. Yeah, I had common sense and street smarts. Oh, but like uh, there was the alcohol. I, I was trashed. Now, street smarts were weird. I I didn't need street smarts when I grew up. I grew up in a tiny little area. Everybody kind of knew each other. It was a big place. There was a lot of people, but in my neighborhood, everybody knew each other. We didn't have to worry about any of that shit. My parents never really had to phone the police growing up. There was like a weird contractor that we had uh, do a renovation in our living room when we first moved in when I was about 14 to our uh, our place in Mississauga. And that guy comes back. He, he had finished the job. And three months later, he came back in the middle of the night asking my parents if he could borrow money. And my parents declined. 
he went on his merry way. And uh, they, they just had a bad vibe from that, so they decided to call the cops because it was this really eerie, ominous feeling. It was, it was almost like the beginning of a horror movie, like the catalyst to a really fucking eerie horror movie. So they phoned the police for that, and the guy came and just took their information and shit, and uh, yeah, nothing ever came of that. The guy didn't come back wielding a machete or any shit like that. It was just, it was one of those really eerie moments where you're like, okay, I, we, we got to do something about that. We don't want that guy climbing through our window sometime in the summer when we least expect it. So, I don't know, they, they probably put that guy in jail, too. <laughs> uh, twist ending, it was the guy from Michigan. Hey! <laughs> I'm one hell of a storyteller. No, quiet area. Quiet area breeds very meek people, generally. Okay, growing up in, in a very monotonous place, you become jaded. You don't realize that there's an outside world where you could get shanked, possibly. It is it is just it 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 flatlines. It's a flat line. Nothing really happens all that much. Like my high school was pretty crazy. I went to a Catholic school and Catholic kids, they have Oftentimes, like a lot of the, the perception among public school kids is that the Catholic kids, they wear uniforms, they're church-going folk, they're church-going church kiddies, their parents helicopter them, constantly watching over them, constantly solving all their problems. They never take accountability for anything or try to solve anything. That's always the perception. But in reality, Catholic kids are sociopaths, all right? They may wear mini skirts and weird blazers, but underneath those blazers and all that shit is 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 a very tiny heart as well as zero conscience a lot of the time. There's a lot of kids that sold drugs. It was a it was a wild period that 4 years going to Loyola Catholic School. And I've already talked about that, but the school was dilapidated essentially. It was falling apart. We'd be in the middle of class on a Friday and the power would go out and we got to go home early and there'd be a ride in the cafeteria and somebody would get injured and it was hospitalized and it was just, it was a melee. And it helped inform me about the real world, slightly. Outside, there wasn't much that happened. It was, you're in the middle of Ontario. I'm so sick of talking about suburbia. I pretty much spell out my own problem with this podcast. Like, all I talk about is how little perspective suburban kids have given their upbringing, the setting that they grow up in. And then all I talk about is suburbia. I'm just, I'm a walking, talking example of the issue that I'm describing. But at least I have time. Like, I, I've been out in the city. Like, I live in the city now. And I, I know what it's like to be shoulder to shoulder with people on a subway to and from work every day. I know what it's like to um, walking home at night to have to check the doorway and the crevices to stores to make sure there's nobody hiding behind there. It's a whole experience that a lot of suburban kids, they just don't have the sensibility to do unless their parents come from environments like that and they fucking teach them. And my, my dad taught me about shit like that. My dad grew up and my parents, they drew, grew up in a different time. My dad grew up in the city. My mom grew up in the city. They know about shit like that. They didn't grow up in a quiet area like mine. It wasn't high crime or anything like that. It was fairly insulated to a degree. It was the 1970s, but 
There's a lot of people whose parents don't have that. I at least had that. I grew up in a quiet era, but I at least had somebody tapping me on the shoulder, telling me, yeah, it's really not all sunshine and rainbows the way you think it is. That's the problem with suburban kids. It's like they live it, they have a limited perspective of what the world can be. Their world ends at the highway entrance. It's like a GTA 5 map. You 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 can't enter. <laughs> they they try getting on the highway and their car just goes boom and just bounces back. And then they run over a pimp. Uh, there was like a people. I, I guess Mississauga at that time. It's like any other place. Like I'm, I'm not going to pretend that it was like the like a Bronx tale, where it's just a bunch of kids on a stoop going, "Yeah, you just got to let us suck on your brajol," you know. Like it, it was never any of that. I, I think the perception in the GTA is that it's kind of this lovey-dovey place. Nothing nothing happens there, and it's absolutely true. And the people who stay here, who grow up here and spend the rest of their lives here are essentially screwed, perspective-wise. But for a time, like in the mid-2000s, when I was first coming of age, there was, it, it was, vibrant is not the word. I always, I always think that the word should be vibrant to describe things where there's like a lot of people, but... There was like there was a lot of teenagers and there was a lot of people doing fucked up crazy shit at that time. And that's like any time this this place was no exception. This time period was no exception. But the area of Mississauga that I grew up in, you could almost write an expose on that time period or or like a retrospective type article about what it was like with all these teenagers. You would see just these caravans of people at like a hundred at a time just walking down the street, headed to a house party. They'd be kicked out of that one, and they would just, they would end up in in a field late at night because they had nowhere else to go. They'd just be like wildebeest, like drunken, mollied-up wildebeest. And fights would happen. There was like a war between, like a mini war, not just over sports, not just over hockey or football, but like, they would actually carry out violent acts on each other. The public schools and the Catholic schools, like Loyola and, and Arendelle, were almost in a war. Like they would, they would have these gang style fights. They had skateboard gangs from Arendelle. They had sort of these pot peddling little piss ants from Loyola. Uh, a lot of them I did not like. And those guys would fight, and it would be crazy. You'd always hear like the next day, like, "Oh yeah, no, there was a fight under a bridge, and yeah, everybody like somebody ripped their shirt, and fucking like." I don't know, had like a, a knife taped to them and shit. Like it was, it was this, just this wild brawl. I don't really know how to end this funny. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I just ramble on. I say what I say. I play it back. And then I put it out. All right, we're ending it. Something's off. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on, uh, before I get rid of it. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. The whole works. That it is. <laughs>